0: It is Friday, 11-3-2023. My name is Jaron Jackson, a doula of America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe the gospel. It is God's power to save. We're going to be talking today about assembling, assembling for power. I want to give specifics. We're going to have some fun. But before that, we're going to start with the Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 through, what was it? 6. Proverbs 3, 3 through 6. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about the neck, write them on the table of thine heart, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of the Lord and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Amen. The Bible says, don't think the way that you think, think the way that God thinks. And if you do that, it says, the Bible says, you will find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. God and man will find favor in you because you're not going to be dumb. So today I want to talk about assembling for power. The thesis is, we have been bombarded by messages through the eyes, through the ears, for the key terrain of the mind and the prize of the soul. Deception was the theme that Christ identified at the latter part of his earthly ministry. Deception, betrayal, people lying to you. We read the Bible to know what God thinks. We do what the Bible says in order to do what God wants us to do. The uh, <laughs> I keep seeing this video I'm about to do. Uh, you know what? We're just going to do it because it's, uh, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny and it makes me laugh. Uh, this video has uh, a bad word. It's got the F word in it, Um, so if you've got little kids, there's your heads up. If you're in front of school kids, there's your heads up. But it depicts a man who thinks he's a woman using artificial intelligence to discern whether he's a man or a woman. And his expectation is that because he thinks he's a woman, uh, the computer, the artificial intelligence, will say that he's a woman. So we're going to watch this and commentary follows. Watch this. Walter keeps misgendering me, look.
1: No, no fucking way. No way. Okay, we're gonna try this. Hell no. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god,
0: oh my god, oh my god. Okay, let's try again. Imagine. Imagine being so so depraved and lost that you think that you're a woman when you're a man, and then you go to TikTok and it tells you no you're a dude. <laughs> Which you know you're a dude because you're a dude. <laughs> and then you put it on the internet. <laughs> oh you see, part of me looks at this and is like, man, how depraved they are. And then part of me today, you know, this is this is the enemy. This this, this these are the ideas. These are the ideas that the young people are being bombarded by. And so if you're a boomer, if you're my parents' age or older, if you're my age, or if you're in the young'uns perspective, this is these are the ideas that we that you get to compete with. <laughs> oh no, my the, the computer told me I'm a man because I'm a man. So, so what I did was I had a little bit of time. So I made my own video to this and I put music to it. Hopefully to accentuate, (laughs) accentuate the truth. Watch this.
1: Let's go girls. No, no fucking way. No way. Okay. We're going to try this. Come on. Yeah. Oh my god, am oh
0: gonna go? Okay, let's try it again. <laughs> you can see I've been watching it because it makes me laugh the whole time. Oh, red face, there you go. My Native, Native Americans coming out. <laughs> oh boy these are the ideas folks these are the ideas these are the ideas that we have to contend with these are the ideas we contend with and use the serrated edge use satire ridicule them ridicule them bring them to a knowledge of the truth (laughs) that edit that edit at the (laughs) that edit at the very end when it says we're ra- it's raining men and he's just like he's speechless he's so speechless I will say that what does it say about the truth of the programmers do you not think that the Chinese who programmed program, programmed do you not think that the Chinese who programmed the artificial intelligence in TikTok if they're gonna go ahead and do the mind virus to American youth to destroy American youth which is what TikTok is facilitating Notice that the Chinese godless commie programmers of the artificial intelligence still can't deny the fact that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. God's truth reigns supreme. Amen. That's God imposing his order through godless commie Chinese artificial intelligence programmers that while they're trying to subvert American culture, they still have to cry out to the truth. Amen. And the Bible says rocks would cry out to the Lord. In other news, Jeff Bezos is leaving Seattle. This is an example of God's order being imposed on people. Nature has a nature. And in this case, if you're a multi-gabazillionaire and you're a godless commie and you're a corporate oligarch trespassing and oppressing the people, you're still not going to want to be around the policy outcomes that you effectuate. You're still not going to want to be subjected to the fruit of your root. And here you have Jeff Bezos, a man divorced, thereby making the world, uh, world's w- uh, richest woman his di- his divorced wife. This guy is fleeing Seattle so that he could go to Miami. And while he goes to Miami, he's going to go to some place where you have to get to it by a yacht. You have to have a big, fancy butler. You got to wipe your nose with Benji's and uh, you're going to be behind walled communities. The point that I'm trying to point out here is, if the ultra, uber, super, mega rich are retreating to high ground, as it were, or in this case, low ground, if they're retreating to private islands, the heat's turning up. The heat's turning up. Now, I don't post that. It is a commentary on the uber, mega, super, ultra, dirty, filthy rich, but it's also recognizing the environment that you're in. See, I want to bring a paradigm that says that we are on the attack. Christians are on the march. We are always moving forward. The gospel is true. Christ is king. He's on the throne. And why should we hesitate? When we have uh, young men who think that they're women and like artificial intelligence is telling them so and they freak out, but yet they still post it on the internet. I used to think that stuff like that was satire until I you know, realized that, no, that's that's people. That's actually how they think we have the opportunity to engage these ideas we have the opportunity to destroy these ideas and by god's grace we will i'd like to point your attention to patriotswitch.com slash jaren patriotswitch.com slash jaren it's the best way to support the work that i do it's also a great way to support an american company and to take the money away from people like jeff bezos and put it to american manufacturing american jobs american supply line no hazardous industrial chemicals in these products delivered right to your door. Direct product purchase. It is a private organization, so if you don't want to be part of it, that's no harm, no foul. If you join, either me or someone else will call you um, and get in touch with you. If you sign up at PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren, PatriotSwitch.com slash God bless. I want to shift, if I can, to the opportunity that we have to assemble for power. You and I, we probably think about the First Amendment, right? Um, Let's just go ahead and look at that. Let's just go ahead and bring this up, if I can. Where's my thing? There it is. Um, Let's do the screen. We go to the U.S. Constitution. We're going to scroll down here to the amendments, the Bill of Rights. We're looking at our First Amendment right here. Let me jihad this a little bit. So right there. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably, to peaceably to assemble. So, Congress cannot abridge the right of the people to peaceably assemble. So, I'd like to talk about what assembly means. Now, that is from a political context. And so, the power of the people to assemble Recognizes that's where the power is. If I can, I want to go back to um, I want to go back to our state constitutions. And several of these state, lots of these state constitutions will point out, and this is just ballotpedia state constitutions. A lot of these state constitutions, I'll just go to my state, Oklahoma. A lot of these state constitutions, I'll go to Article Two, Bill of Rights. They have bills of rights, and then they say that many of them say stuff like this: All political power is inherent in the people. Government is instituted for their protection, security, benefit, and to promote their general welfare. And they have the right. Who's the they? The they here is the people. They have the right to alter or reform the same. What's the same? The same is government. They have the right to alter government whenever. When is whenever? Well, that's anytime you choose. The public good may require it, provided such change be not repugnant to the Constitution of the United States. Now the reason why I point this out is because I'm talking about assembling for power. But that's not actually the power that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about political power because that is like yesterday looking to government as the biggest idol. I do believe government is the biggest idol but I don't believe that government has power over people. I just showed you fundamental law. Your state constitutions are fundamental law. If the federal constitution agrees with and and states have been adopted into and accepted into the Union, then the federal constitution and people at the federal government swear, support, defend, and obey the state constitutions. And that separation of power is specific. For more information on the fundamental law, go to my teacher, teacher Dave Jose. You can find him Rumble Twitter. Um, The point that I'm trying to make is when people think about power, most of the world will push Jesus to the side Won't look to the Bible and will only look at government. I had a bunch of clips about Israel and Palestine and the war that's going on there. I had a bunch of ideas, um, you know, trying to, you know, uh, triangulate this, uh, basically speak around the issue. That way you can see different forms of power. But I think it's pretty self explanatory that most people will look to government as though it is where the power is. And I want to change that. I want, I want to speak directly against that. But before that, I want to speak to, uh, I want to play a video that I've played before. We'll play it again to Prime to get the issue about where power is. And as you watch this video, think through as you're watching it, where does this video and everybody in the video think where the power is. Go ahead.
1: Start with the virus imported into america talk about it non-stop call some governors not them not them that's your guys put patients into nursing homes kill thousands blame the president keep blaming blame some more lock down small business kill the economy push mail in voting stoke a race war call for riots pick a candidate no not her yeah that's more like it lock him in his basement shield him from the press Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Keep doing that. Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the polls. Pump. Pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Pull out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy.
0: Yeah, obviously the idea there is steal the election, steal the nation. As a result of our bad understanding of the law, people have been educated to be trained by what goes through their eyes, through their ears for the key terrain of the mind, prize of the soul. The issue there is who sits on the throne of your heart? If it's you or anyone not Jesus, that means you're going to be deceived and betrayed. This is why Christians read the Bible. Now, if you take Christians who now have a deluded gospel, take their eye off the Bible, or say, well, the church is not supposed to influence the world for whatever reason. If Christians start to do that, they retreat. They retreat to their homes. They retreat to their churches. They retreat to their communities. They retreat to their little cloisters like Jeff Bezos. Ooh, you didn't know that's where I was going with that. Jeff Bezos is doing his move from Seattle to Miami because Seattle is a dump. It's a godless, commie, globalist, tyrannical fiefdom ran by Chaz or Spaz or Raz or whoever the Razes are. Ran by a bunch of people that will shiv you in the back, steal your wallet, and then go fornicate with each other in the, in the, the alleyway as they hop up on dopamine or fentanyl or whatever else they're doing. Right and, and Bezos don't want to be part of that. His company's still probably going to be headquartered there, but he's going to himself jet set back to Miami for memories because he's got memories there. Okay. Okay, bro. You you go have your memories. Now think about that and apply that to the church. In America, you just take the historical uh, you know, experimental model. Look at America in the 1950s. Now your education will say, well, it was a bunch of racist people and black people couldn't vote and things were bad. Families were intact, right? The, the racism that people are, are saying that was happening to all black people, would black people rather live in the 1950s or where they're at right now in Chicago? Or the extreme poverty, the broken families, the fatherlessness, the more than half of ba- black babies in uh, New York City are butchered in the womb and that's probably well i don't want to i don't even want to joke that it's a good thing it's 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 a mass industrial abortion it's worse than the holocaust times like 10 and so you can't tell me the afflictions and the evils of the day are are better than or more acceptable than the 1950s this is this is absurd i believe that the church has retreated and i believe that one of the issues is that the church doesn't see assembling as power for God. And I think that assembling has been contextualized into these people walking down the street saying, Free, free Palestine, or hey, hey, ho, ho, something's got to go, hey, hey. Like, that's not power. That's not power. And you have to understand that whenever the media is doing this, they are programming you. They are training you to see that as what power looks like. But that ain't power. What do you think? The big bankers are seeing people congregate under Wells Fargo or J.C. Morgan uh, or J.P. Morgan or any of these other banks going, oh, the people are mad. They're outside of our bank. We'll just go in our underground tunnels, fly to the other places where all of our other banks are. See, one of the one of the problems... Is that the people who have been conditioned to walk in the streets with the things, they don't mass at the right location. They do not bring the power to bear at the exact situation that matters most. This is because our discernment doesn't use the Bible to cut issues apart. The Bible is a sword. It separates, it cuts. God is a divider. He separated the day and the night. He separated, uh, you know, Jesus in Matthew 10 says, I didn't come uh, to unify, but to divide. Jesus divides, the sword divides. So Christians are supposed to discern, which means to split apart. How do we split apart with what God says? But because Christians have retreated, we no longer separate things. We kind of just let it all go. And as it's all going, and now it's all gay, and homosexual, and transvestite, and uh, pro-Israel, pro-Hamas, pro-baby butcher, open borders, corrupt politics, you got all this stuff going on. you got all this stuff going on. And even the people at this point, the people in my uh, position, the, the worldview that I have, the conservative Christian looking to the Bible, we would just look at the bad, and we would say, that's not good. Well... Even though I agree that diagnosis is part of the problem, if you don't have a prescription, all you know is that you're gonna die. Like, okay, I'm dying. What do I do? I mean, the Jews asked this in Acts 2.38. So what do we do? Like, you you told us we're gonna go to hell, what do we do? Repent and be baptized, right? Like, (laughs) believe the gospel. So I wanna talk about assembling for power. Assembling for power. The First Amendment to the Constitution speaks about assembly. And the fact that Congress can write no law abridging the right of the people to peacefully assemble. Peaceably assemble. Now think about that. If you are peaceably assembling, you're not destroying windows, you're not destroying property, you're not fighting amongst each other. You are peaceably assembling. Now if a peaceful assembly, so a peaceful assembly is not a mostly peaceful assembly like the like the summer of love in 2020 Minneapolis and all those uh, urban areas that were destroyed by people worshiping George Floyd who happened to be uh, killed by his own drug habit not uh, Derek Chauvin would we understand that we can start to understand that the way that we split things apart is to make sure that when we group it's peaceable but that means that we're meeting for a common purpose. When the Founding Fathers met in Philadelphia for the Constitutional Convention, they knew very well that they were going to write a new constitution. They just didn't, they just didn't say, hey, we're going to say a new constitution. They wanted to write the wrongs of the Articles of Confederation. And one of the things that they did when they got there, they realized, we repent, the Articles of Confederation are not built on um, solid principle. So we're now going to create a trust with the federal government and we're going to rewrite the whole thing, which is where we got our constitution. And the Constitutional Convention is at first a peaceable assembly. It is also a discernment to separate bad government from righteous government. But it's also the power. Because the people have all political power. Now the men that gathered for the Declaration of Independence and for the Constitutional Convention two separate times, peaceably assembled to wield the power to rightly divide. And when the Bible talks about the church, in the Greek, it's ekklesia, those who are called out. Jesus called people out of the world. Come to Jesus, come to the light. What's it, First Peter chapter 2 talks about God wants a people of his own, a priest, a nation of priests. He wants a special people, those who come to him out of the world, out of the darkness and into the light. The light is Jesus Christ. Now, where I believe the church has Jeff bezos itself is that it has retreated from the world. And so I want to talk about how to invade. <laughs> I want to talk about how to invade. One specific issue is on election integrity. Now, I played the video about how the godless commies would orchestrate uh, the, the theft of an election. And there's certainly a large movement responding to that. But yesterday, as, as I reported earlier uh, earlier yesterday, a court in Connecticut overturned the prim- uh, a, a mayoral primary citing fraud and shocking. Now, if you read it, yes, the judge does say fraud multiple times. But fraud was never proved because fraud is a crime. And this is where we need to discern because whereas the judge in Connecticut overturned the election, which don't miss the fact that he could overturn an election, don't miss that, But if the judge overturned the election and said fraud, who's getting arrested? Who's going to get charged with fraud because fraud is a crime? Or, and this is the discernment, does the judge say fraud to keep people's ears fixated on fraud despite the fact that the judge overturned it for maladministration? See, the judge said the election was mishandled. Mishandled is bad administrating. Bad administration is maladministration. The judge overturned the mayoral election of Bridgeport, Connecticut because of maladministration. He can say fraud all he wants, but no one's getting charged for that. And the judge isn't saying that is going to happen. The judge overthrew the election because of maladministration. This is the type of focus. Linguistics, spellcasting, magic is one of the ways through our ears that the deceivers of the day will manipulate us. And the way that that undermines our assembling for power is that if we assemble on the wrong ideas, just walking down the street, hey, hey, ho, ho, something's got to go. We're not actually effectively using power. We're not actually effectively looking to do righteousness and to change things for Jesus. The founders understood what they were assembling for And look at what they produced, the Constitutional Convention, the uh, Declaration of Independence. Those men knew their Bibles. Those men understood and believed the gospel. Those men did not Jeff Bezos. Those men were not part of a church that was reluctant to make the world Christian. That should hit. They wanted the Great Commission to be successful... And they did not put it in a box to where it reduced it to 2,000 years ago, okay? Go believe the gospel, check the block, and then wait to be lifted up. Just wait to punch your ticket. That's not what they believed. That's not what Christ believes. That's not what the apostle believes. And I believe that that's what Christians need to repent of. Turn away, change, reject, and repudiate this idea that, well, we're not supposed to get involved. Because if you're not supposed to get involved, all those babies getting butchered don't matter. If you're not supposed to get involved, that dude that thinks he's a woman, that the artificial intelligence is showing that he's a man and he's like freaking out about, that's not our problem. That's his problem. He's got a demon, and we just need to cast him out and give him deliverance. No. What you need to do is you need to go after TikTok. You need to go after the godless commies. You need to say, no, you're a dude, and you can't come out in public thinking that you're a woman if you're a man. That's against public decency. That's sexually perverting and grooming my children. You can't do that. Just because I'm in public with my children doesn't mean you have the private right to abuse my children because that's my private liberty. And this is because we've had a bad knowledge, reduced the way that we see things, and we're not using the Bible. We're leaning on the understanding of groomers. We're leaning on the understanding of people who flip Jesus Christ the bird. And I think that we should chop it to bits. I think we should absolutely chop it to bits. In fact, let's go. Let's uh, Let's go. for us to kill? You smash the entire area. You kill anything that has more than two legs. You get me? We get you, sir. Amen. Invade, 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 invade. Attack, attack, attack. One of the... So, in, in the in the military, I want to look up these principles of war. Let me go to my screen share. In the military, let's do this. FM3O, when I was in the army, the, the pre-trans... Uh, pre-men into, you know, women into combat. Uh, FM3O, right? FM3O talks about the principles of war. And one of the principles of war that I want to talk about today is mass. We'll just read it right there. Mass is, uh, mass... Mass the effects of overwhelming combat power at the decisive place and time. Synchronizing all the elements of combat power where they will have a decisive effect on an enemy force in a short period of time is to achieve mass. Massing effects, rather than concentrating forces, can enable numerically inferior forces to achieve decisive results while limiting exposure to enemy fire. Now, this can take form several different ways but I just wanted to speak about the principles of war that Military theorists will say, if we optimize these variables, if we optimize these principles, victory will happen. Now, where this is not completely symmetrical is that Christ is on the throne. The victory is assured. We are now in mop-up duty. We are in the invasion process. So Christ has all authority and power, and he is commanding from the throne the invasion and conquest of the world the invasion and conquest of of creation the church the modern evangelical american church will reject this and that's why our nation sucks that's why it's gay that's why people are killing themselves that's why babies are butchered that's why our border is open that's why our politicians will say jesus but yet they'll take a handout and they'll probably be doing each other in the back alley in the of congress like bad and unrighteousness lawlessness evil is happening Because the church doesn't believe that Christ is on the throne to where all creation will submit to him. Fundamentally. That's it. That like that is the issue. Most people in America believe, or I should say, a large portion of American Christians believe that Jesus has to physically come back and then he'll snap his fingers or he'll say whatever, and then the world will do stuff. See, if Jesus wanted just to make every everybody obey, he could. He spoke things into existence. But you have to understand, lean not on your own understanding, but by every mouth that proceeds from the word of God. Jesus told his disciples, I got all the power, go make them obey. That's not, I got all the power, go try to make them obey. And when you inevitably lose, don't worry, I'm coming back and I'll fix everything. That's not how things go. And so because Jesus is on high reigning and he wants the conquest, Christians need to mass power. And I don't mean that in a physical, violent, literal, trigger-pulling, throat-slitting, violent way. There will be people who will take this out of context. Those people hate Jesus. They're going to go to hell unless they believe the gospel. They do that purposefully because they don't want Christians in charge. They hate Jesus. And so if someone brings this message, they're going to say, Look, look, that dude wants to kill people. That would No, you're a moron. You probably support gay marriage. Um, the idea is that if there is a bad thing going on, if there's evil, we engage. We use mass. We put all of our effects, we stack and array our forces to overwhelm the enemy at that location. I want to give another example. This happened last night. Uh, this is from a dude that goes by Bahizy. Breaking, the Wisconsin House Speaker has advanced articles of impeachment filed against Senate... Uh, State Election Administration, Megan Wolf. the articles cite multiple violations of election laws and, quote, maladministration during the 2020 election. And that is the picture of Megan Wolf. She is the elections commissioner there in Wisconsin. She is likely going to be impeached. Now, you may remember on this channel a couple weeks back and on my Telegram channel, I put out a Jot form notice by Clint Kyler and Summer Cook. Those two normal people are the reasons why this lady is going to get impeached because they were serving notice and affidavit of the fundamental law to their government officials. And this is where, when the Constitution speaks about peaceably assembling, people need to have discernment of what the law is and what God wants to do it righteously. This is the difference between those mass crowds walking down the street going, hey, hey, ho, ho, and the Founding Fathers meeting at Constitutional Convention or Constitutional Hall and write in a, uh, a, um, a declaration of independence or a new constitution. That's the difference. So then I want to, to jump into our lives. Let's get to the practical application. Before I went get to the practical application, I'd consider and direct you to humblewb.coffee. Humblewb.coffee. Delicious air roasted coffee. 99% of coffee makers put their coffee in a metal bucket. They turn it around a fire and then they load it up with chemicals so that you don't taste it and don't know. Instead, do air-roasted coffee. It's no preservatives, no no additives, no flavorings, no nothing like that. It's straight from the tree, dry it out, and then put it on a light cushion of air that never touches a hot metal surface. Put it in the package. There's some scriptures on the package direct to your door. Portions of proceeds goes to mail Bibles around the country. That is humblewb.coffee.com humblewb.coffee. Thank you very much. Let's get to some specifics. Last year, shoot, two years ago, I wrote the Live Local Field Manual. Now, uh, I, have, um, I have one event next week that I'm traveling for. Um, and so, Lord willing, after that week, I want to set it up to where I start giving these to people. Um, I have, so I sold, what was I, I sold 18,000 of them. But I want to give them away. Uh, so I'm not doing it yet. So it's, it's coming. Like the, the, the process is coming. Um, now in, in this process, what I want to do is I want people... I want, I want to be someone who helps Christians govern according to the Bible. I want, if I, if I can, by God's grace, I want to serve Christ by serving Christians who want to see the world obey Christ. I want to serve Christ by serving Christians who want to see the world obey Christ. And by that, I want to talk about organizing. I want to talk about assembling. I want to talk about tactics. I want to talk about operations. I want to talk about how do you go from your normal individual self who doesn't know nobody and build a team, recruit a team, focus the team, and harness that team be power. If I can, I'd like to direct your attention to Acts chapter 11. The reason why we're going to Acts is that this is the first time that the church, this is the first time that Christians are called the church. Let me turn to it and then I'll get my handy dandy camera. Acts 11, where you at? Camera and pen. Acts 11, let me turn that off. Where's my this? Acts eleven twenty six 26, right? Uh, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch, and it, this is Barnabas looking for Paul. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled, they assembled, they assembled themselves with the church. So Barnabas and Paul assembled with the church. So this is in the Greek, the called out ones. They assembled with the called out ones and taught much people. And this, the disciples were, were called Christians first at Antioch. So the first time Christians were called Christians were at Antioch. And this was after the church, which is, means the called out ones, were assembling with their people. And what were they doing? They taught much people. So one of the issues of assembling is knowledge. It's knowledge. This is why when you've got the big groups on the streets marching there's no knowledge there there's tropes there's mantras there's a reductio that's that's down to useful idiots and these useful idiots support whatever cause based on the single premise now this can cut because there's people that i politically agree with that march in the streets whether it's the uh, you know pro-life rallies or conservative rallies or how about the people that went to Washington D.C. to support President Trump, I am not. I'm fundamentally not against peaceful uh, people rallying. I've led rallies before. I'm not against rallying for political causes. I'm saying with your nation dying as it's in its current state. You have to understand that assembly is not just a bunch of people in one place. It's not just that. There's power there for sure. But if that power isn't effectuated and pushed to knowledge, God's knowledge, wisdom, that power is manipulated, and the chance the opportunity is lost. How many of you go to a, a GOP meeting or go to you know other groups meeting, or, or you go to a, one of these political rallies? I've been to four Trump rallies. So you go to four Trump rallies. He talks for two hours. I laugh because I love President Trump. I think he's funny. I support him. And then I go home. And that's it. And then campaigns will say, here, make phone calls for President Trump. Write your your neighbor or donate to President Trump. There's action items. But look at this. Those action items are all in service to the cause of getting this candidate in office doesn't that still acknowledge the fact that government is the idol? And when you recognize that the largest rallies where the people are the power are for what? Government to do something. It's not the people doing stuff. It's trying to get government to do something. And this is where in a republic, we have to understand that republic is res public, thing in the public, something that's in the public, the republic, res public, a republic is that the public affairs are open to the administration by all the people. So when the people gather and they've got the power, they need to know what the law is in order to get the public to go their way. And this is the disconnect. And I believe this is the disconnect because the things that we're taught, the things that we see, the things that we do are not actually built on God's wisdom, which takes me back to my scripture from Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs chapter three, verse three through five says, let not mercy and truth, mercy and truth, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Don't give these up. Do not give away mercy and truth. Bind them around thy neck. You're supposed to see it. It's supposed to be around your neck, right? If it's something bounds around your neck, it's right there by your heart. Amen. Uh, Bind them around your neck. Write them on the table of thine heart. See that? See that? If you bind something around your neck, it's going to hang down over your heart. If it's hanging down over your heart, that's what your convictions are supposed to be. So the Proverbs 3.3 is saying um, mercy and truth need to be your convictions. Mercy. In order to have mercy, that means you have power to do something to people, right? They've wronged you and you have the power to do something. Truth, discernment, you can split apart what's wrong from what's right. So if you have mercy and truth, it means you're in the you're in the position of power to impose and effectuate truth. You're not supposed to let these get from your heart. Mercy and truth are supposed to be on your heart, which means you're going to be in a position of power to impose the truth. And you do so lovingly. You do so as Christ. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Man and God will find favor in you if mercy and truth are on your heart. Mm. Last one. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Our world teaches the mass protest. The, the chants, the mantras, our world teaches that as assembly. Our world teaches assembling as get a bunch of people and walk down these streets. That is a form of power. But that is not mass. That is not mass. That is not massing the effects of overwhelming combat power. Overwhelming combat power is at the decisive place and time. The streets are not going to be the decisive place and time. The streets connote a democracy, a mob rule, a emotive, emotional, highly manipulative, and thereby deceitful public opinion. That's not where the decision is. The decision is not on the streets. Where's the decision? It's in your heart. It's who is on the throne in your heart. So when you assemble as a Christian, live local, patriot, American, father, husband, you know, man who wants to shape generations through my wife's womb, or your wife's womb. I don't want to shape it through your wife's womb. You do it through your own wife's womb. If we're looking to build a kingdom, if we're looking to build a bloodline, we have to make sure that God's understanding and not ours is in our heart, which means mercy and truth is what we have around our necks. So when we speak to people, when we assemble to people, we're weaponizing. We are using that force for mercy and truth. I argue you don't do that in the streets. I argue you don't do that just by emailing your congressman. What I want to do, and I'm, I'm you know, I don't know the, what the future beholds for this. What I want to do is I want to show, I want to show this Jot form. I put a Jot form together and you guys, uh, many of you guys signed it. This is the Jot form we have. And if you can see there, it says 308. 308 submissions, right? 308. If I go to submissions, three hundred. 308 submissions right 308 submissions the reason why that's important is that is assembling that is massing power because this jot form and this is just an example this jot form is going to be emailed directly to and has been when when you push submission if you were one to sign it if you push submission it went to all to eight of the nine Oklahoma Supreme Court justices. It went to Neil Gorsuch and it went to the clerk of court. The clerk of the Oklahoma Supreme Court. Now, whenever Jaron submitted his affidavit, I have the green receipt. I have the certified mail. I have proof that it was sent and received. So I have that proof. And then what I did was I brought 308 friends. Boom. Now, here's where the wisdom is. Because I don't know what the future is on this. I know what the law is, but I don't know how they're going to respond. And this is where you mass. You don't take to the streets. What you do is you look at the decision point, the decisive point. And, you know, this, this instance, I'm being sued by a crook. I oh I'm not being well, I'm being sued for money. I'm being contracted to be in a negotiation for my money to deprive me of my liberty, property and money without due process. And I know it, and because I know it, I'm using wisdom that's not going to be the way of the world. I'm not going to be doing things the rest of the world's going to do. And moving forward by God's grace, this is what we're going to be talking about with this. This is what we're going to be talking about with the Live Local Field Manual. This is what we're gonna be talking about with your food supply, with your security plan, with um, educating your, your children or your grandchildren, with savings accounts. This is what we're gonna be talking about on building that, te- that that team, building the society. In short, I believe that Ameri- the American church has so thoroughly retreated that um, the, the American church has to get back to Acts 11.26. It has to get back to preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. It has to get back to telling Caesar he's going to go to hell unless he believes the gospel. It has to get back to assembling, physically being together with the discernment and the knowledge of looking at what God's understanding is and not ours. And understanding what the decisive point is and not the streets. The streets are not the decisive point. The streets will eventually empty. People are going to have to go to the bathroom. And you'll say, well, they'll just go to the bathroom outside. You know, look look at San Francisco. Amen. But all the bums and the druggies and the homeless people and the protesters in San Francisco ain't changing the world. They've created their own cultural prison that they themselves don't have a mind to escape from. And so if you're going to give your idea that we are a democracy and we should just put a bunch of people in the streets... You're gonna feed yourself. You're gonna grow that food out in the streets. You're going to be out in the streets when it's freezing. You're gonna be out in the streets whenever the bullets start flying. You're gonna be out the streets. You're gonna be out in the streets four generations from now. How are you gonna be in the streets four generations from now? You're gonna be dead. Do you think the streets are the decisive point? Do you think that democracy is the organizing principle? This is why these godless comedies say that we're a democracy so much. Democracy, democracy, democracy. It's training us to think like a mob. And the mob is manipulated through emotions, through our eyes, through our ears, for the key terrain of the mind and the prize of the soul. We're being manipulated. We're being duped. And we have been for a long time. And I argue it's because the church is not on a conquest mission. The church is on a survival mission. We shouldn't be trying to survive. We should be conquering. And, and it's not trying to conquer. It's conquering. So you can try to survive or you can conquer. Try to survive is well. I don't want bad things to happen to me. I'm gonna, you know, get all my uh, prep food. Which again, it's not bad to prepare. I've got a generator. I've got, you know, prep food. Uh, you know, I've I've done those things. It's not bad to prepare. But if your fixation is I need to prepare for the inevitable bad thing, what you're not doing is you're not conquering. You're not governing. There's no um. There's there, there there's no offense. It's all defense. It's all the world is coming at me and I'm going to deal with it as it comes to me. Think about what kind of Christ you believe in, if that's what you think. If you think that the world's coming at you, and indeed it may be, but if you think the world's coming at you and you don't stand firm in your faith with Jesus, you kind of believe in a weak Jesus. And that Jesus isn't really the Jesus that I see from Scripture, that says that he's sitting on his throne and he expects his enemies to be footstooled Hebrews chapter 10 verse 13 if the Bible tells me Jesus is on the throne and he expects his enemy to be footstooled then what's that say about the church who he gave the mission to go teach all the nations to obey all of his commands to if the church is is retreating oh no we don't want to be attacked y'all guys kind of believe in a bad Jesus a Jesus that's weak Or you believe a Jesus is going to say, hey, go do stuff. Oh, you guys are failing? Hold on. Let me come down and then speak everything. uh, Let me nuke everything all at once. I believe Jesus, Jesus will return. I absolutely know that because the Bible says he will. What I don't believe is I don't believe the church should be cowards. I don't believe the church should look at the bad things of the world and retreat. I think we should attack. And here's where you need to understand is that even in our attacking, our advancing, it's not violent. It's not killing people. It's doing it the way that Jesus did it. And in Romans 8, we are more than conquerors when we are slaughtered like lambs to the glory of God. This means that we are willing to go as lambs against the wolves. It doesn't mean we're stupid. It doesn't mean we don't know what we're doing. It doesn't mean we don't have the ability to plan and prepare and be shrewd and discern and have wisdom and this is where people have such reductive thinking where they will say, so you just wanna rise up and shoot everybody? No, you're a moron, product of public school. So you're telling me that we should just go ahead and the church should be just like doing inquisitions and killing everybody? No, you're a moron, product of a a weak and cowardly church. Are you telling me that we just need to go and throw all the gays in prison and, and do all this bad stuff to people? No, you're a moron and you have a bad understanding of what the law actually is. So when you reduce these things to a straw man, you're actually undercutting your own growth and you're probably protecting the fact that you don't actually follow Jesus. You're not actually following him. You don't actually care. You are one that just wants to punch your ticket and go to heaven. You just wanna go to heaven. We all wanna go to heaven. But I wanna obey Christ because if Christ has me here, He clearly values me being here more than he values me going to heaven at this time. Think about that. If I'm here, that means Jesus wants me here. And if Jesus wants me here, then me wanting to not be here is actually working crosswise against what he wants. So I need to be like, okay, what do you want me to do? How about you assemble with my people, Jaron? How about you edify them? How about you equip them? How about you engage them in a way where they get to see God's wisdom and glory and power as it goes against what looks to be insurmountable odds, massive titans and giants and goliaths and dragons all over the world. There's dragons in this world and we need to bring the sword. There's giants in our land and they need to see that sword swing. There's people amongst our ranks that are whispering ears, or whispering sayings and scratching ears and and, 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 and leading people astray. And we need to assemble for power to smash that stuff. And the idea that I wanted to point to today was the idea of mass. The the maladministration, serving notice of the fundamental law to servants, is an example of massing effects that's using knowledge of the Constitution, the maxims of law and the fundamentals of our government and it's massing the effects to have that impact. That's wisdom. That's not what the world does. How many people in Connecticut or Wisconsin clamoring out about bad elections and they never got nothing? And all of a sudden two people in Wisconsin do a jot form and serve notice by certified mail and they flip. It took some months. They started this back in March. So it took five months, six months. But how, how much is your country worth? How much is your family worth? How much are your generations worth? And this is where the church retreating to have an indulgent, immediate, uh, transactional impact on the world. We've cut ourselves short. The people in the street want the world to bend to them immediately. The people using wisdom and God's understanding want God's, God to decide every of their moments. I want God to be uh, in control and I want his wisdom for every single moment and every single decision that I have. So the democracy is in the streets protesting and they want the government to immediately obey them. The Christian is in my heart. I want Jesus in my heart at every moment making my ideas submit to him that's where you get Wisconsin that's where you get Connecticut that's where you get the government starting to actually turn because you're using the law and you're smashing them with it you're breaking them on truth but that requires the precision and the wisdom the discernment the patience to know what the truth is and to have faith in you as you walk in it I argue that this is the same uh, across the board I argue this is the same about training your children. There's people today who have children, grandparents who have grandkids or, or their own adult children um, who they reject them. Families are being frayed. Uh, people are rejecting the faith. They have health problems. Um, there's, there's all sorts of problems and ailments in this world, there's all sorts of evil. I put out prayer requests, you know, probably once a week. I, I ask for prayer requests on my ch- Telegram channel. And I get a broad array of people saying, pray for this, pray for that, pray for this. And at first when I did that, I did that as my dad was dying. And so my, I think I've said this before. My lens of looking at other people's prayer requests whenever my father was dying from cancer dwarfed their prayer requests because I was like, oh, your kid got into, your kid going to college? That's not as big. That's not as important as my dad dying from cancer. And I realized as that was happening, they're not in my position. I'm not in their position. But by making the prayer request available, that is a form of spiritual assembly. That is the body coming together recognizing, I have this concern. I have this concern. I have this concern. You know, if I could use some gamer language real fast, that's a hack. That's a, um, that's a cheat code. God has programmed and created his order with a cheat code whereby, because he's in charge of everything, he can do whatever he wants and no one can see him working. So whenever I offer prayer uh, to God about someone else, I am submitting my immediate wants and I'm petitioning the king, the Alpha, the Omega for the benefit of someone else. That selflessness, God will see and he will answer it, but he'll also bless me and that's also a training. That's him training me to submit what I want to him and then to orient it to serve other people. Now you're starting to assemble. Now you're starting to recognize the knowledge of assembly is not just what you want. It's what God says. The founders assembled the Constitution Convention because the Articles of Confederation were failing. They were failing because the founders wrote the articles with fear in their minds. They were afraid of a centralized, tyrannical government, so they didn't equip the central government with any power. And because they didn't uh, equip the central government with any power, the states were starting to fracture, and the whole unified body was starting to fall apart. So they came to the Constitutional Convention. They said, hey, there's got to be a central power. There's got to be a central authority. And they recognized that in order for it to be a more perfect union. And then they made the union based on trust law to where if people understood their Bibles and understood the law, the people would always be the counterbalance because the people by law are the one, the, the, the law recognizes that people as having all power. This is Christian wisdom. This is biblical wisdom. And that's what's been hidden from us and taken away. And so when we think about assembling, we need to think about not the democracy in the streets, but who's the king on your in your heart the bible lastly says let not mercy and truth forsake thee bind them about thy neck write them upon the table of thine heart so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of the god of man in in the sight of god and man trust in the lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding don't believe yourself don't believe other people believe what the bible says know what god says When you assemble, you're massing effects. Massing effects doesn't mean you need a big group of people. It it means you need to put overwhelming combat power at the point of decision. If you mass effects at the decisive point, that's where you will overwhelm the enemy. And many times, the enemy hasn't rightly understood what the decisive point is. The decisive point is your heart. Period. When you believe the gospel... You are now Christ's. And Christ will use you the way he wants you to. He will uh, use you the way he wants you to. He will improve you through sanctification. So you will mature. You will get smarter. You will do better following Jesus. You will still sin. You won't sin as much. And you'll get to the point that whenever you do sin, it will will hurt you bad. It will hurt you bad. Um, And that's a sanctification process. As Christians assemble... It's recognizing, first and foremost, that there's a purpose that the Bible tells us. To glorify God and for the edification of the body. You encourage other people. And if you're assembling on the same wisdom that God says, you're encouraging them in a world full of people who think that they're women, but they're really men, and artificial intelligence is making them mad, and yet they still post it on the internet, that the Christians aren't crazy. Because the world will impugn us, insult us, attack us, array against us. It will bring everything against it that that it can possibly can. And that's why we need to assemble. We need to assemble to glorify God, obey God, and edify everybody else, edify the body. And when you do that, you don't need the majority. You just need wisdom. It begins with the gospel. It begins by believing the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the only way to go to heaven. Jesus took our sins on the cross. Whenever he died, the sins died with him. Whenever he was physically risen from the grave, that proves that he's the king, proves that he's God. It proves all the prophecies. It proves that uh, whatever he said on, in his earthly uh, you know, ministry is true. Now there's some people that will look at that and say, okay, that's, that's all we want. What does the Bible say? Jesus tells us to teach the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and to teach all His command. Teach all the nations to obey all His commands. When people ask, "What must we do to be baptized?" or "What must we do to be saved?", it's repent to your sins, believe the gospel, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. When you do that, you will obey what He says. You will do what He wants you to do. There will be people who will take issue with what I said. And that's because their ears are tuned to doctrines that specify and hone in on certain things. What they're not doing is they're not recognizing the king has said things. And because the king has said things, you do those things. And you don't ask questions. You can ask questions to understand, but if you ask questions to prove your own doctrine, you're, you're asking so that you can be right instead of the Bible to be true. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. So if the Bible says to repent, you need to repent. If the Bible says to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If the Bible says believe the gospel, you need to believe the gospel. Jesus got to determine got, got to determine the terms of the Testament. Jesus made the New Testament. His will and testimony, testament is the New Testament. And then he died... So it's in effect. And then because he's God and he's awesome and brilliant and wise, he came back to life and he put himself, he rose from the grave, I should say. He rose from the grave and he sits now on the right seat of power, right hand of the Father's seat of power. And he's, he's in control. It's a beautiful situation. I believe it's something moving forward, Lord willing. Um, Christians do not need to retreat. They need to move forward. I use words like attack and conquer and fight because I'm a dude and attacking and conquering and fighting, that's that's my nature. I believe that's the nature of men. I believe the challenge is that because the church has been feminized and taken away from the Bible and been taught those uh, man-made doctrines of academics instead of just, what does the Bible say? Just do what the Bible says. Just. get get your seminaries out of your head get your your favorite podcasters get Jaron out of your head read the Bible do what the Bible says it's that simple because all this other complexity all of this other ear itching all of this other winds of doctrine deceitful philosophies vain janglings as the King James calls it all of these things are only adding layers to what the Bible says Cut through it, use the Bible, believe the gospel. Appreciate your time. The best way that you can help me is to do PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. It's a great opportunity. For those who haven't done it, consider doing it, please. If not, no harm, no foul. But for people who have already spent money on household products, switch over to American Manufacturing. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. It's a great way to bless me, my family, and support the ministry that I do here. Thank you very much. If you sign up at PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren, myself or someone with me will be in touch, and we'll walk you through it. We'll explain it. If you don't want to do it, amen, God bless. If you do it, you're like, yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. Quit, no hassle, no fee, no nothing like that. God bless you. Thank you for at least considering it. Um, if not, you know, enjoy supporting Godless Comedy Globalist uh, Jeff Bezos. The other way, the last way, is at uh, humblewb.coffee. We mentioned the air-roasted coffee. This is the best stuff, folks. It's the best stuff. Um, if you haven't had air-roasted coffee, then you've been drinking uh <laughs> Uh, you've been drinking radioactive muck. <laughs> you've been drinking uh, beans from a tree that people have loaded up with chemicals. Anyway, uh, humbleb- humble humblewb.coffee. Humblewb.coffee. Appreciate your time. Lord willing, we'll be back on Monday. Monday. Until then, I am Jaren Jackson. I do love America. Don't quit. Go to war.